This is the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette. I'm your host, Ben Powers. On this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, entrepreneurs, and community influencers who all play a role in moving Lafayette Parish and South Louisiana forward. Today, we have a great episode. We have uh, Lacey Maynard, who is the community, community development manager at Advantial uh, Credit Union. And then we have Tori Tier, who is a intake and well, well, intake and what else? Transport. Transport person at Canaan Animal Aid. She wears a bunch of hats. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the uh, new uh, swipe effort, swipe initiative. What is God? It's uh, swipe and support campaign. So what we're going to do first is get our introductions uh, in order. Uh, so, Tori, if you want to go ahead and go first, go ahead and just kind of tell people about yourself and what it is you do. Um, so, I'm Tori Tier. I work at Acadiana Animal Aid. We're a nonprofit animal shelter. Um, we pull from municipal shelters across the state, um, dogs and cats who are at risk for euthanasia. Um, we take them in and we adopt them out locally. We also adopt out of state and we have a transport program that sends dogs out basically across the country. Awesome, awesome. And and Lacey, go ahead and provide your spot. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Lacey Maynard. I'm the Community Development Manager with Advantial. We are a credit union here in town. We've been serving Acadiana since 1985. Uh, I work really hard to kind of get our name out in the community and put partnerships together with employers and organizations and have the really fun job of working on campaigns like this with some great partners in our area. Um, and we have been voted for the best bank in Acadiana for the fifth year in a row. So I always like to share that as well. That's really exciting for nice. us, too. Good little plug there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to go ahead and just jump right into uh, the overarching uh, reason why we're here. We have the Advantial Swipe and Support campaign. So tell us a little bit about what that is. I know last year you guys you guys did that. Um, I can't remember what it was for again, what was uh, it was helping, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about it and sure. what it is. That it does. Sure, yeah. So last year was the first year we held this campaign. It was we, for Monkus Park, right? Not Monkus Park. It was for downtown Lafayette. Oh, gosh. It was yeah, <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we were looking for a really kind of fun and unique way to give back to the community. Uh, Acadiana has been really, really good to us since we've, we've been in this market, and we were looking for something to really kind of dive into and give back some some real big community support where our members can be involved and all of those sorts of things. So last year we partnered with Downtown Lafayette Unlimited, uh, to support and provide some donations to the inclusive playground that they're going to be building at Park San Susi. That's right. Yeah, so it was a phenomenal project. The response we got for it was overwhelming in the best way possible. We ended up raising over $16,000 for the 16, organization. 16000 Yeah, by the time all was said and done. So the way it worked was for about three months, we donated a percentage of every single Advantial credit card transaction in the Acadiana area. Um, and it just goes to show you that a little bit can add up to a whole lot over over time. So when we looked back and started talking about, you know, do we want to do it again? Is the, Was it well received? Did our members get behind it? And I mean, it was a resounding yes to, to all of those questions. So this year we kicked off September 1st uh, and we partner, we're partnering with Acadiana Animal Aid. It has been 
fantastic. Uh, the The response we've gotten is amazing. They're an amazing group to to work with. The work that they do is is really important, and it's been. Uh, it's I know they've had a a difficult year just in terms with the influx that they've seen at the shelter due to a whole lot of factors. So it was just it made sense for us to kind of dive into this this year. So. That's where we're, we're yeah. roughly halfway through the campaign right now. So we kicked off September 1st, and it runs through November 30th. Sweet. So do you are you able to speak on numbers yet? Or yes, yes. So we uh, we monitor kind of weekly. Uh, so we kind of, on a Monday, we'll look back and reflect on where we closed out the week uh, the week before. So our goal is $15,000. Like if we hit that, that's a great campaign. We're really happy. Um, but as of last Friday, we were, I don't have the down to the penny, but we closed out somewhere right in the neighborhood of about $8,500. Wow. And that was only, that's only five weeks into the campaign. So we still have yeah. way more than yeah, that to a go, lot, a lot, lot to go. So yeah. we're, we're tracking really well. Uh, again, the, the feedback we've gotten on this has been been phenomenal so thank you to all of our members who have been supporting this that's awesome man i mean that's that's more than halfway through it's more than halfway through wow yeah but yeah. obviously not the, the goalpost is still a little it's still, yeah away. it's still yeah. a ways away um but you know we really wanted a, an easy way for people to get involved the campaign is simple uh we tally everything you just use your advantial credit card it's that simple uh our branches are set up and ready to to take in new applications you know if acadiana animal aid is a organization that you think is doing good work and you want an easy way to support you get our card it's a fantastic credit card there's no interest on it for 12 months uh with very low rates after that uh, and you just use it for your everyday purchases and we the, the tally just keeps going up for what we're able to donate to acadiana animal aid at the end of it awesome yeah, real quick so you said low rates huh what what <laughs> what is the ballpark on the, the so on our credit card, uh, so like I said, you have that 0% interest for 12 months. Yep. That comes automatically with the card. After that, it's going to range anywhere from 8.9% to 14.9%, depending on you know individuals, credit scores, and credit histories, and all those sorts of things. But as a point of reference, most most financial institutions start around the 16, 17, 18% mark. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. our highest rate is still <laughs> lower than most people's lowest rate and it has a great rewards program lots of benefits to the card and none of the, none of the benefits go away throughout this campaign it still offers all the amazing things that we offer on that credit card with the addition of donating to a really great organization okay i'm, I'm gonna ask one more question what you get and <laughs> you can tell me if i'm uh if i'm treading water that i should be treading okay so and the reason why i'm asking is because uh i have a credit card and i I don't like the interest rate. It's it's horrible. Uh, I think it's in the twenties, and it's, it's it's pain in the butt. Sure. So if let's say for example, someone like me who I have uh, some advantial loans, I have a vehicle and all that good stuff. I think we have two vehicle loans actually with uh, with you guys. Well, thank you. Or no, thank it's one. That. Sorry, it's one vehicle loan, and then I have a another just personal loan. Okay. If I was to apply for your credit card. Uh, am I able to transfer the balance from one card that I had that's ugly to your beautiful, yes. nice card? Yes. And there are no balance transfer fees. Wow. Ever. Wow. Okay. So, well. yes, the answer to that, that's an easy one. And we actually, we do. We get that we get that question a lot. It's a great way to start kind of chipping away at some of your debt because any balance transfers, uh, any purchases on that card for 12 months, you're not going to pay any interest for, for, for 12 months. Okay. 
All right. So, yes, you can absolutely do that. Something to look and into. It's also very easy to do within our online platform. So when and if you're ready to do that, you let me know and I can walk you through it. All right. Look, yeah. I got some homework. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, this is not a financial uh, podcast. <laughs> this is a community podcast. So thank you, Lacey, sure. for that little tidbit of information there. Tori, um, so tell me a little bit about uh, your role with uh, Acadiana Animal Aid. How long have you been there? And kind of what does your day-to-day look like? So I've been there eight years, almost eight years. Wow, good. Congratulations. I started out as a caretaker and just worked my way up. Um, Right now, so I do oversee our transport program. Um, So basically what that means is there are some areas in the country who have spayed and neutered their way out of overpopulation. Um, And so they have shelters in other states who have empty kennels and high demand for dogs and cats. And we have lots of dogs and cats. Um, So we're able to transport them, sometimes ground transports. Um, And then we also partner with Greater Good Charities and do flights. And we actually send dogs and cats on planes out into these. To uh, the Bahamas? (laughs) Well, (laughs) we send them primarily to New England area. So New Jersey, New York, Delaware, that kind of thing. Because are those larger uh, shelters? Um, some of them are, yeah, for sure. They're, um, I think they deal in more numbers than necessarily Katie Animal Aid does, but um, it just depends. Di- it's different communities. Um, okay. And then I also do their intake. So I manage our surrender and stray requests. So people who have a, an animal that they, they need help with. Um, and we're not always equipped to take everything in. We are a nonprofit, so we have to consider our finances and our capacity. Um, but a lot of what I do is surrender prevention. So it's a lot of helping people find alternative solutions. Um, instead of having to enter into the shelter, what else can we do? What are other options to take so that we're not overcrowding the shelters and, um, putting them at risk of euthanasia, not necessarily with us, but with our local, you know, communities. So, so let's say you have to turn someone away Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's not all the time that you have to do that. Absolutely. What are the other options for that? So typically when people find like a stray animal, I think a lot of people's go-to is like, well, I'm just going to take it to the shelter. That's where it should go. And that is in some way the right answer. Um, But have they tried looking for its owner? You know, have they tried going and knocking on the doors of their neighbors and asking other people if, hey, can you try to help me find its owner? Things like that. Um, Because a lot of times dogs that go missing aren't very far from home. Um, and then if it's their personal pet, what are the reasons for surrender? So is it a behavioral issue that we can help you work through training and problem solving in that way? Or is it financial? Do you need help with food? Um, we have a, the pet food pantry here in Lafayette that can sometimes help people who are a little bit more in need of that kind of thing if they just need food for their pet. Um, and kind of like that kind of thing. Um, now, some of the problems are harder to find solutions for. They're are situations where the alternative is bring it to the shelter. That might be what they have to do. But um, we try to come up with other ideas before having to go to that. Yeah. So um, had so this is this this fr- some people may not like to hear this. What I'm about to say, uh, but you said something that that was interesting. And when somebody finds a stray, usually their first instinct is to bring it to a shelter instead of trying to look for its owner and all that. Um, have you have you lived in the city or like where are you originally from? Um, so I'm I grew up in the Baton Rouge area. Okay. Um, not that different, but different. Um, and I'm right now I, I live just in Lafayette. Okay. Right have you ever lived in the country? No. Okay. <laughs> but that is uh, you're right. That's absolutely 
a very big challenge for people. So, so, so what happens in the country? I'm pretty sure you're you're aware mm-hmm. of it because you you're in the animal uh, caretaking uh, scene here. Um, when when somebody finds a stray or a dog that comes up onto their back porch, and I know this from firsthand experience, I've <laughs> seen it in my family. Uh, the first thing is uh, put it in the truck, go find somewhere else, mm-hmm. and drop mm-hmm. it off at somebody mm-hmm. else's door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, growing up, I I knew that wasn't the best way to do that because mm-hmm. as a kid, I loved dogs. I loved cats. I mean, I didn't want them to go away, but my parents and my <laughs> un- aunts and uncles were like, no, we don't need another cat around the house or blah, right, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, they they would haul it off. Essentially, that was the, 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 the term, hauling it off. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, so what's going to happen to it over there? Right. And uh, usually it's the country, so some – Things that you, you would have hoped not to happen sometimes happen. Um, and then a lot of times they get picked up and people people k- take care of them. It just mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. Um, so how are you guys trying to look into ways of like getting into the more rural areas or like or do you have any type of uh, communication that goes out to people in the rural communities and how they can help with their their straight uh, animal problems? Um, not. <laughs> I'm trying to think not necessarily within our own means, um, you know, we're somewhat a little bit more limited, but we work with a lot of rural shelters. So um, we work with a lot of shelters up north and throughout the area that are a lot more spread out. Um, and for those people, it's really trying to get, you know, resources out to them, uh, mobile units and things like that, and that they just don't have access to. Um, and education in general, a lot of people in those kinds of areas, they don't really have access to anything um so it's really just trying to reach them through the municipal shelters that are out there but um yeah it's definitely definitely a problem for sure um so another thing that growing up in the country i grew up in the country i guess this is where i'm going with this um i've never had i've never seen in person as a kid uh, a dog catcher, essentially, is I guess what you would call it, where uh, a truck, like, look like a little paddy wagon, comes through and mm-hmm. like grabs all the animals and takes them to, I guess, the pound or whatever they would call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never seen that. Do we have that here in Lafayette? Yeah. So they're, they're called ACOs. Um, but yes, that I mean they have a every every government facility has their own vehicles and, and guys that go out and catch them so if you if you have like a stray or something you can call your local animal shelter and basically say hey this dog is out here can you come catch it kind of thing uh, most of the time if you can bring it to the facility that's what you should do but yeah. they do have if there's a dog that you just can't catch um they'll sometimes have to set out traps or, or things like that but um yeah absolutely we, we do have that in okay okay <laughs> well um so kind of getting out of the, the, the gloomy part of the, the <laughs> issue of <laughs> uh, having animals and being strays. And, you know, we're, I, but the thing is, it's a reality. It's what it is. And uh, like Janine, I had Janine uh, Fouché on a, a few weeks back. And she said, we, you know, the country as a whole has an overpopulation problem. And, uh, you know, in joking, in a joking manner, I told her, yeah, Bob Barker has been telling them this telling us this for years <laughs> i mean <laughs> well you know every time he would end his show is like get your your pet spayed and neutered i'm like why does he keep saying that like is he sponsored is he paid <laughs> and then and as a kid i didn't know what that meant and as an adult i'm like now i'm like why does he keep saying that and like you know talking with janine it's a problem mm-hmm. 
like and i think we see it because it's so easy for is going back to the country animals to roam around and just have a ball essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and next thing you know under your house you have a litter of cats or dogs or in your shed and you're like what i'm gonna do with all these new little animals and you know a lot of people just keep a couple and then try to find friends and family that'll take them off their hands but you know in a city uh we're fortunate to have a can and animal aid and then the the shelters especially the new shelter off i think it's uh Duga? Yes, so Duga School. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, that's a, a nice facility. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I think uh, I know Janine touched on it, but the, the goal is, at least for the city's uh, facilities, is to reach a zero kill or no kill status. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a kid and an animal aid, that's like a 100% no kill situation, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we're nonprofit, so we don't, we're not obligated to take in every single animal that comes through our doorstep. So we have the luxury of not having to euthanize, whereas government facilities, they have to take in those animals. And if their kennel spaces are full, they have to make room for the new ones. So that's when, that's when euthanasia decisions start happening is when it's overcrowding. Um, and so... Again, yeah. it's it's trying to find alternatives and also just trying to get resources out to people. Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna cut back on the the, the gloomy <laughs> side in just a second. So, but first, I have my sponsors. Support for the podcast is brought to you by the Music Academy of Acadiana, Acadiana's top choice for music lessons in piano, guitar voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute, audio production, and more. They teach students of all ages and styles. They have sent students to college to compete in major music competitions and have also premiered on major TV music contests like American Idol and The Voice. They are founded by Tim Benson, who is a University of Louisiana at Lafayette Music School graduate. The Academy has been voted as a top finalist in the best music school by readers of the Times of Acadiana since 2016, and they have won the National Music School of the Year Award in 2014. Their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. You can find out more at their website at www.musicacademyacadiana.com. You can also check out their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information. Our tech sponsor, The Orchard, is Acadiana's only Apple-authorized service provider. They provide services for Apple products, whether it be a broken screen or if you need help trying to figure out an app, The Orchard has your back. They helped us by giving us an iPad to continue running our show since our show is dependent on Apple products. So with that, check out their stores. They got two locations in Acadiana, one next to Buffalo Wild Wings off of Ambassador in Lafayette, and at their new location in Karen Crow next to Super One Foods. You can check them out at theorchardstores.com or in person to make sure that all of your Apple products are taken care of and up and running and working as they should. All right, all right, all right. Now we got our bills out of the way, as they say on the radio. Um, so I want to know, do you do you guys have animals? I'm, I'm assuming you do because you're with the Canadian <laughs> animal, animal Aid. Uh, but Lacey, do you have an animal? 
I, I have two animals. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've always had animals, a uh, major dog lover here. So, I mean, I'd be lying if I say that this mm. this project doesn't, like, hit home for me. Really, it's been it's been amazing to see the work that they do. Um, and we've we've adopted several times. Uh, one of our one of our dogs right now we adopted from the shelter here. Uh, so yes, yes, we have pets, more children, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Fur babies. Fur babies. Yes. <laughs> have always had fur babies. So awesome. Yeah. And then uh, tell, tell us about your animals. Oh gosh. You have, uh, a, you have a lot. Well, yeah, I have uh, four dogs and two cats. Oh wow! Wow! So, I mean, if that's a lot, you are that's a lot. <laughs> that's I have two, and it feels like a lot. That's yeah. a whole lot. You have the yeah. animal aid at yeah, your house. Yeah, when I started, do you I just take the overflow? Do they just end up with you? Well, honestly, Sometimes. yes. I take the ones that have stayed a long sure. time and didn't have a lot of other options. So I have a lot of like pr- I call them their problem babies. Um, they all have their little quirks and like, <laughs> reasons right. for why they ended up with me. But yeah. Um, yeah, when I started out, I only had one dog, and then you know, hey, I had a bunch. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, it takes takes special people to be able to take care of that many animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it does. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, what are what are you, some of your favorite things about the 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 company, the nonprofit Canadian Animal Aid that you would like to share with people? Um, so I I really love just the, the human-animal bond. You know, I think that that's what's at the root of it all. A lot of people are motivated to get involved with AA, you know, because they, they love pets. And I want to say, you know, this is a, a people-oriented place, actually. Animal welfare is about people and pets. Um, and so, you know, really appreciate everything that Advantial's doing and, you know, any corporations that want to get involved and partner with us to help us spread awareness within the community because that's really what, drives everything um so I'm, I'm just really passionate about connecting the dots with that yeah yeah Lacey uh what is one of your favorite things about the Acadiana Animal Aid since you guys are uh having this campaign and obviously that it's close to home with you having animals yourself so is there something unique that you would like people to know about the Acadiana Animal Aid yeah I really think it's all the resources that they provide uh you know when they when we started learning about the organization and talking through them, just what their process looks like, what their funding looks like, you know, they spend about $500 per animal throughout the lifetime of a, a, a pet's, a pet's life cycle mm-hmm. at their shelter. Right. So they get spayed and neutered, they get all their vaccinations. And I think the, what's really impressive is that they make sure the animal goes to a a home that's going to fit for it, right? There's yeah. meet and greets. If there's going to be other family, mm-hmm. like other animals in the family, that mm-hmm. to make sure that that animal is going to a home that's going to be a good fit for it, and vice and vice versa. Um, and I think that's so important because it minimizes the returns, mm-hmm. right? People who just they think they want a dog, so they <laughs> grab a cute one, and for yeah. whatever reason, it doesn't work out. And a month or two later they end back end up back in the shelter like that's heart that's heartbreaking and it's horrible for the you know actually one of the dogs that we adopted she got returned to the shelter twice um so i told my husband when we got her i said no matter what happens like she's not going back like if we're in it we're we're in it we're not taking her back a third time um so I, i they 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 put a lot of thought behind making sure it's good good matches and i think that's probably a big part of their success that when an animal goes to a home chances are it's staying in that in that home you know what um i can attest to that that process so uh 
having Janine Fouché, who is the executive director of Canadian Animal Aid, on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, we were talking, and I, I was genuinely curious about the the nonprofit and the, like the process of everything. And we were actually, I don't say, I, I struggle to use the word in the market because it sounds like I'm about to buy an animal, which. Uh, I, no, no, no offense to anybody who just goes and buys expensive animals. They do, do you? Um, but we were looking for a cat. My wife and I were like, okay, we have a little dog, but we would like to get a cat. And we were, we were just kind of tossing around the idea. And one of the things that I knew that I wanted was a cat that could not jump on the countertop. And so I told my wife, I said, the, I think there's only one style of cat that I know that cannot jump on a countertop, and that is a munchkin cat. And I was telling Janine that that kind of thought process, and Janine was like, yeah, I don't, we don't have any munchkin cats. I mean, we do have a cat that has, like, shorter legs on one side than the other, but, like, I don't think that's a munchkin. And so I was like, that's interesting, but I was like, I don't think anybody would bring a munchkin to a shelter because people pay a lot of money for those cats because of – the 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 short legs that they have that's why they're called munchkin cats and uh it just so happens that after the podcast literally the next week i think it was the weekend of after the podcast i get a text from janine she goes you'll never guess what just came into the facility <laughs> you put it out in the universe it yeah that way. it's very strange how that works she goes we just got a munchkin cat in i said janine are you serious? Like, you're lying. You're lying. She goes, no. Like, and so I said, do you have a picture? And I think she might have sent a picture, but um, I wanted to I wanted to experience what a Canana Animal Aid does. So my wife and I, we talked about it, and we decided to go ahead and try. We wanted to try fostering first, but we realized that fostering, there's a chance that if you like that animal, that pet, that if you foster it, there may be a chance that somebody else will adopt it based off of photos and just you know information and whenever you bring that animal back to the 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 center that those people will have that chance to adopt it and keep it and so i was like okay so how do we avoid that because we want to try her out because we don't know if we're cat people yet i i like (laughs) cats my wife likes cats but we've we haven't had a cat in a long time and so we, we we went through the process, and they told us what we have to do is act as if we're adopting. We have to pay the adoption fees, and I think for this cat, it was one-year-old, so it was like $85. So we prepaid it, and I even donated money on top of that. And so we took the cat home for two weeks. That was a two-week period. And that was just – and they, they say fostering, too. You want to at least keep the cat for, uh, I think, a minimum of a week or two weeks so that it can acclimate and decompress because mm-hmm. cats have a different temperament than dogs. And um, so we did that. We, were, we did a two-week run with the intent to adopt and fell in love. The cat cannot jump on the countertop. <laughs> and it, it just – the things that it does is different than traditional n- normal-length able-bodied cats i don't know how to call it because yeah. the cat's not uh disabled but it's just shorter so it'll actually sit on its little butt and like take his hands and do this number like wanting pets mm-hmm. and I- i'll be sitting on the couch or you know somewhere where i'm sitting and if i'm trying to work let's be- let's say i'm my on my uh computer in my office i'm trying my best to get work done and she comes in there 
sits right by my chair and does a little meow and does the little hand mm. thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't resist. Like, how do you say can't. no to that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just, I just thought that was an interesting thing that happened. And however that worked out, like you said, I spoke it into existence, spoken into the universe. It worked out. We have a beautiful little cat who is uh, super calm, um, not aggressive at all. Like, but you know, she loves to chase like her little toys. But I, I almost can roughhouse with her. Like, I can pet her, like kind of rough, and just kind of play with her. Like, even as a kid, I knew that bellies on a cat were sensitive. Mm-hmm. And if you touch the belly of a cat, like they'll usually like claw at you or like try to bite. They're not like dogs. They're not big yeah. fans of belly rubs. Right. <laughs> right. But the the funny part about and I, I didn't tell her the tell y'all her name. So uh, her name is Susie. Uh, out of the center, it, she was named Pastel, but we got permission and cleared it, make sure we can rename her. But we na- renamed her Susie. And so when she comes and she wants me to pet her, the craziest thing happens. I feel like she has a dog personality. I'll start to pet her, and the second my hand touches her head, she lays down on her back and exposes her belly. Wow. Bizarre. I'm like, there that's. Are, there are some cats out there. We'll, we call them dog. They're like dogs. They have dog personalities. And yeah, it's incredible to see all the different types of personalities and even the different types of breeds. I mean, I, I can think so many instances where i've had people say hey i'm looking for this kind of dog i'm looking for this kind of cat and like your experience they come we see all breeds all types of animals all different kinds of personalities so i think there's a misconception where people think well if i want this specific type of animal i need to go to you know a breeder i need to go somewhere the shelter they have them they're at the shelter yeah yeah it's so it's just so weird i i you know i like i said I, i grew up around cats as a little boy and this cat's different. It's, I, I don't know, but you know what? Not every cat's the same, obviously. Yeah. Um. All right. So, kind of going back to the the swipe and support uh, campaign. So, with let's say, um, I, obviously this, I have all faith that this is going to be reaching its goal. What will the the money be used for at the Kidana Animal Aid? Is it just general, um, you know, normal? operating costs yeah. or like what does that look like yeah so it's our daily operations i mean so we're a nonprofit, so we rely on grants and fundraisers like this to sustain our day-to-day um so whether that's you know the basic care of the animal at the shelter or medical cases we we always often take in a lot of medical cases we have a couple right now that are needing surgery um, and things like that and that's very costly Um, it also supports our foster programs we supply everything our foster program needs we give them crates foods medical care um, and our our transfer programs even so all of that is included in in that kind of thing that's awesome you said in the foster program all the stuff is included like the Mm -hmm. the vets and all that good stuff so that's one thing janine didn't say did say is that when you foster, you basically you take in a cat, and the only thing you have to provide is the love, mm-hmm. or a dog example yeah. is to provide the love. They, a cat and animal aid provides everything else. So like, yeah. if you have a cat and you need the litter box, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. What's really cool is and the the triple A as I, I think as Janine <laughs> called it, uh, and not not the automotive uh, <laughs> place either where they help you fix a flat tire. Triple A Canadian Animal Aid. I had to learn that one. Um, what she said is, oh, God. Um, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But essentially what happened is 
we we got there. We we got our uh, we were getting our cat, and since we were doing kind of the trial period, almost like we wanted to foster then adopt. Uh, the the facility was super you know generous with what they're doing. So I I just we we asked like, do you guys have um like food or a litter box any like that you can give us right away because we didn't get any yet mm-hmm. we we got um we got a little scratching post but we wasn't sure what else to get what you guys would provide and so anyway i don't i think they went uh they didn't have to do this like i was saying but they they gave us a litter box it was a used one but they gave us a litter box and they gave us a bag of those wood pine pellets or whatever mm-hmm. they call it yeah. which is i i love that stuff the, the clay <laughs> stuff yes. that's for the birds not literally, but uh, I mean, it, it, it works out really well, and it smells like wood instead of mm-hmm. dirty clay. And then, uh, yeah, and they even gave us a, a little bowl for water and food and like toys. I said, I, I wasn't expecting all of this. Yeah. And so that just goes to show you that they they have you they help in more ways than just you know providing shelter for animals. Like if you if you take an animal in, like. Even if you're adopting, like if you have, if you need something that you're not able to get, like they're more than happy to help out where they can. And I think that was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, we see they really try and set those matches up for success, right? Yeah. So even with their foster program, what I didn't know is their foster program doesn't necessarily mean you decide to take in an animal for however long until it gets adopted. It can be weekend stays. It can be a a trip to the park, and then you bring them back just to get the animals out of the – shelter life is stressful, stressful, right? So even if it's just for the animal to have a breather, uh, you don't necessarily have to commit to having an animal for an extended amount of time. You can do an overnight trip or a weekend or just take them for a walk in the park. Uh, We have Monka's Park now. Mm -hmm. It has a dog park. Like just so it can go – be a dog for a yeah. little while and yeah. it takes some of the stress off of being in the yeah. shelter. And it, it's, it's incredible what a difference it yeah. really does make. They go out and not only do we see them come back a little bit more relieved, of course they're coming back into the shelter. Sometimes it's l- the stress raises again, but we even learn a lot about them sure. and that's huge because how they behave in the shelter is not necessarily how they're going to behave in a home. A lot of people, when they want to adopt an animal, they want to know, is this dog house trained? Well, I have no idea. It's in a, <laughs> it's in a kennel, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, um, but our fosters can tell us like, Hey, look, he's, he's had one accident maybe or something like that. And so he just needs a minute and they'll, you know, get to that, that kind of information. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a, a, a great company, a great nonprofit and I love that Advantial is uh, doing their swipe and support for the Canine Animal Aid because now that we have a an experience with it, uh, I see I see the the benefit and I see the reason why you'd want to have donations and money going towards it because like you know nobody wants to see an animal be euthanized just because there wasn't space for it. Yeah. And so with the transport program and all that good stuff, I mean, flying pets around like mm-hmm. that, that's wild. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a really incredible experience. I still, to this day, whenever we're there and doing it, it's just, it's such a, uh, such a warm and great feeling. Yeah. But, uh, and it's also incredible. A lot of the, the animals that we send out on transports are animals that have been with us a while. So they have, they, for whatever reason, uh, haven't gotten adopted. Um, we actually had one recently. She was in our care almost 90 days, um, and she flew out to New Jersey, and she was adopted within like a week. Wow. And we already got an update on her, and she's doing wonderful, and that's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. Going, and going back to what Lacey's point was, they really do a, a great job of pairing 
the 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 cats or dogs to people is when we were trying to get uh, and at the time it was her name was pastel our cat um they were asking a ton of questions to the point to where i almost was feeling interrogated like as if like it, it i was i was being grilled like they were asking me are do you plan on declawing her i'm like and even the application process asked about all that. And I'm like, I I don't plan. I don't want to. But like, you know, if she starts ripping our furniture to shreds, I'm like, what if? She goes, well, just going to let you know, we have a strict no declawing policy. Like if you're going to adopt an animal, we, we do not advise declawing because it's essentially cutting their, their fingers off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I did not know that. Yeah. And I don't want to cut. Anybody's sure, fingers sure. Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they really, they really make sure that you have the right intent. Uh, you have the right. They didn't come to our home or anything. Like, didn't like they didn't check out our house or anything. But like, they got they they were asking so many questions that I felt like they were inside of our business. I'm like, look, I, I everything I'm everything I have right here is exposed. I <laughs> I I don't I'm not I'm not gonna resell the the, the animal. And all that good stuff. And they and then she was like, we know if if ever you want to return her, like get not get rid of her, but like dip, like part ways with her, we want her, we want you to bring them back to the uh, the shelter. And I'm like, okay. So everything was in there. I was like, man, this is this is like like a real real life like matchmaking situation sure. where like if they if you if you're not a match, like they're gonna say, okay, well maybe maybe you're not fit for this, maybe 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 that. And then of course you can do the the vit the visit. So uh, before we committed to uh, pastel, we were able to go to the um, the cat cottage, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this there were so many cats, and some of them had you could see their personalities real quick come mm-hmm. out, and then others like pastel was in her her own little box, and she was just chilling. I said, you know. what? She she seems like she has our vibe already. She's just <laughs> chilling while all the other cats are running around being wild. This one's not. This one's just like, look, I'm just here. And so they allowed us to go inside of her kennel mm-hmm. and sit with her. And immediately, you know, she just wanted to be petted. And I'm like, this is the most tame cat I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is wild. I said, I, I, I can't say no. Like, this, yeah. this, this is the one. Yeah, we uh yeah. we have a great volunteer program even. So a lot of our animals are super well socialized. Um you know, they interact with our caretakers daily, but they also get to re- interact with volunteers on a regular basis too. Um so we're really lucky for that and yeah, we ha- we end up having lots of social social cats and dogs. And yeah. And one of the things we talked about um, when we started having conversations about what what this partnership could look like and really how else we could support the organization outside of just you know, the, the monetary donations. So we've held um, some adoption events in conjunction with this. So we held our first one back in September. And, you know, when we had those conversations, Acadiana Animal Aid was very upfront with us about, okay, but we want you to have realistic expectations about what that looks like, right? A lot of times we hold these events and pets won't necessarily leave that day because people have to go through an application process with us first. We yeah. vet whoever... Uh, we vet well whoever's going to be taking some of these animals home. So we had our first adoption day in uh, mid-September. 
four out of the five dogs that they brought were adopted in less than an hour. Wow. Um, but because we coordinated efforts and we taught as we were promoting this, that you have to go fill out that application. No one is going to be allowed to leave with an animal unless you've already been approved by the organization. So they do a tremendous job of, again, making sure that the animals are going to people who have been approved through their their process. So we're actually holding our second one Saturday um, at our Johnson Street location. This time we're going to have 10 dogs in (laughs) attendance because it went so well the last time. But we're really excited about that and to be prepping for that. So we want people to know. You know, if you're looking for, I think it's all dogs that are coming. Yes. Uh, we had a blast last time. Uh, I got to witness something really amazing. It was a mom who got reunited with her puppies. Um, mm. Like they were all in foster care, but yeah. the puppies were separated from the mom and they got to see each other again at this event. And oh. my heart just melted. It was amazing. <laughs> like they knew before they even saw each other that everybody it was just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but, that, you know, that's something else. We Really, the, the overpopulation problem is so, so big right now. And unfortunately, like we all know that the cost of everything has gone up, yeah. right? Inflation is very much a, a real thing right now. And one of the things that they shared with us when we were talking about this in the beginning was that a lot of what they're taking in and dogs that are, or any animals that are ending up in the shelters aren't going because they were on once on once or because they were strays. They were going because their owners just simply couldn't afford them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, to let people know, if you're thinking about getting a pet, look into adoption. There's so much need for it right now. Um, and we will have 10 dogs at our Johnston Street locations yeah. uh, Saturday at 1030 in the morning. So uh, if you're interested, you can kind of go on there lo- online at on Acadiana Animal Aid's website and see who's available and uh, go through the adoption application so that if you want to take someone home on, on Saturday, you have time to get approved to, to do that as well. So, Awesome, awesome. Well, so before we wrap up here, we're at about 43 minutes. I want to show uh, everybody the websites that they can go to. So the first one is the adventure.org slash swipe uh, website. And so what that'll do is that'll bring you to the swipe and support page. You can read all about it. And it talks about Acadiana Animal Aid and their partnership with Adventure as far as the, 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 the swipe and support campaign goes. And then you can read more about it. Uh, and it shows kind of the process of what, how it works and all that stuff. As long as you're a, a, it's a, a Visa card. It is. It's our Visa Rewards Plus card. Yep. Yes. And so, and then they got a couple of pictures of some animals there. And so, yeah, and then they have um, tons of other information. They have the adoption application on their site there. So really cool. And so read all about it there. And then also we have the AcadianaAnimalAid.org website. Uh, when you go to that, you'll see you immediately see a, um, a sliding banner with, some, with several different images, uh, some, some events that are coming up like Bark in the Park, and then they talk about their their renovations that they just had with phase one, and that I think phase two is starting soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, ju- as started just started actually. Oh, it just started! Yeah, wow, it just started. They started our, our dog kennels this week. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they just did the uh, the renovations included the uh, phase one included a catio. Yeah. With with the whole thing, and then some, of course some landscaping, then some facade changes. They have uh, updated the logo, so it's nice and uh, brighter and easier to see, and they have some nice wood accents so really cool so you can go to their website uh, again i'll show it to you and then you can scan through their images and their information you can read about adopting and volunteering um 
fostering and you can see all their events and then read more about it. And if you don't have the capacity to adopt or foster for whatever reason, maybe, maybe you're just not able to physically, um, they have the way to donate. So if you have the means to donate, uh, I'm pretty sure they would be more than happy to accept donations to help continue their, their efforts here in helping animals. Um, but yeah, so check out the, the AcadianaAnimalAid.org website and then also the Advantial.org slash swipe uh, domain and read all about the, the initiative there. Other than that, um, do we have anything that we didn't talk about that you guys want to mention before we head out? Um, no, but I will just say, uh, like y'all have <laughs> talked about, but going on our website and filling out that application um, and then coming out Saturday and meeting all our, all our dogs. So Saturday at the Advantial location on Johnston Street. 6154 yeah. Johnston Street at 1030. All we'll right. be there from 1030 to 1230. You, you guys have two locations, right? One we on Collie Saloon. One on Collie Saloon and one on Johnston Street. Okay. Yep. And is the is it the is the main branch on Johnston or is there a main branch? We don't really have a main uh, a main branch here. Okay. Um, we just tried to pick good locations where there's yep. easy access for everyone <laughs> we serve. So awesome. Well, um, Lacey, thank you for coming on uh, with Advantial, and then Tori uh, with Canine Animal Aid. Thank you for coming on to talk about this. Uh, I loved having you guys on to talk about my experiences, of course, with the Canine Animal Aid, and also uh, me having several advantial accounts uh, and possibly another one you never know uh, but yeah thank you all for coming and um, hopefully that you guys that are listening and watching maybe you feel inspired to uh, get involved whether that is becoming an advantial customer with the visa rewards plus and to help donate that way or if you want to donate directly to Canadian animal aid you can do that or if you want to adopt or foster um, hopefully this video this uh, audio has uh, inspired you to do that so uh, anyway, have a great weekend, uh, ladies. I know it's not technically the weekend yet, but it's like one Close day enough. away. Yeah. Close, Close enough. enough. <laughs> Thursday is like the warm up to the weekend, and the, to me, Friday in Lafayette is already the weekend. At twelve o'clock, people are checked out. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, y'all have a great weekend, and we'll uh, catch up. I'm pretty sure next year we'll probably do this again. I right? sure hope so. I hope <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us. Thank, thank you. All right, uh, everybody, have a great one, and we'll see you on the next one.